Hey, hey, everyone. I'm Katie McGregor-Bennett, your host of AV Trade Talk, a new podcast that was launched to explore and explain the stories about and behind the brands and people in the AV industry, AV as in audiovisual industry. Today, I've got a very special guest who comes from the audiovisual industry and from the integration community, but he's got a new, a new, a new thing that he's launching, and, I, and I, want, I want you to hear all about it. This one is actually very near and dear to my heart, and I know as a peer to many of you, um, this is going to be pretty close to your heart as well. If you've got aging parents, you're going to want to listen to this show. Uh, I'd like to introduce you today to Ryan Hurd. He's the founder of Caregiver for Smart Solutions. Ryan's going to tell you all about it. Without further ado, Ryan, how are you, sir? I am good, Katie. How are you? Good, good, good. I think we're both enjoying a beautiful day here in our respective places in the world, and uh, I, I appreciate you taking time to, to talk to me a little bit today. I, I'm fascinated by this new, this new venture of yours, Caregiver Smart Solutions. As I said in the intro, this is very near and dear to my heart with, um, unfortunately, my father has passed with an aging mom, and um, lo and behold, if we haven't experienced some of the challenges that you explained to me in the, in the pre-cons. So but before I get too far ahead of myself, Ryan, tell us all about you. Um, you're known as the smart guy. Uh, tell us why and, uh, and yes. tell us a little bit about AV side of the world and then what you're doing now. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Well, everybody knows me as Ryan Hurd, the smart guy, and I am a technologist. I've been in the smart industry for 29 wonderful, blissful years now. I'm also working with NKBA as their uh, technology Insider, which helps them talk about technology for the trades and how it affects us. I have a company called One Sound Choice, which is a typical AV integration company doing private-owned cinemas and smart technology. So I'm sure you're wondering, where does Caregiver Smart Solutions fit into this, and how does health tech have anything to do with this? Well, like anything else. It starts with the technology aspect. I mean, we're all geeks. We love it. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, in my case, I had a personal issue. My father, who is a Vietnam vet, got cancer. And uh, he's fine. You know, everything's doing great. But, uh, you know, as you get older, you start realizing that there are loved ones in your life that you want to make sure that they're okay. So after he went through his stent, me being Mr. Smart Guy figured I could find something, buy it, put it in, and everything would be great. Uh, realizing that nothing exists. Like literally in this caregiving community, it, it, it's like technology stopped in 1990. I, I kid you not. It's absolutely amazing. Coming from the smart side of realizing what we can do over here has not transcended into the, the caregiver technology or health tech world that they talk about. So it starts leading me down this path of what do I need to do? Because it starts basic, right? It's like, did dad get up? Is he moving around? Is he using the bathroom? Is he taking his medicine? Is he, you know, making his sandwiches? Like just what they call active daily activities, living activities. And these are the kind of things that, you know, you just want the insights for. I mean, it's, it's 2019. And can you believe the only way to know how your loved one is doing is really a phone call, a text, or physically stopping by. So the one thing that's really interesting is how much I've learned over the last year plus that I've been working in this industry. And it's, it's fascinating from a, a technology standpoint, and I think it's even more fascinating from a psychological standpoint. So that's what Caregiver Smart Solutions is all about. Caregiver Smart Solutions is meant to make it easy, more affordable, and non-intrusive to monitor your loved one as they age in place. So that's really interesting, and it and I'm certain that there's a lot a lot more to it. Um, so are we talking a service? Are we talking products? Are we product and service? Or well, so it comes from two things. So let's start with a couple of data points, right? So you might have heard some of the lectures that I give, and I talk about how smart technology can help us as we age in place, or how the various um, age groups use smart technology. So what's important to a millennial is going to be different than a Gen X, a Gen Z, which is going to be different from a baby boomer, which is going to be different from the greatest generation. So the way that each group uses their technology, although it's the same technology, it's the same smartphone, but each group is going to use it slightly different and has different needs. So when we talk about greatest generation, we're talking about 90 plus year olds. There is 40 million of the greatest generation in the U.S. 
right now. That's an amazing number. Now, you talk about baby boomers. I mean, we all know about the baby boomers. They're one of the largest generations out there. There's 76 million baby boomers out there. And these last couple of years, they're starting to go into retirement. We're just at the beginning of this proverbial bell curve. It's going to be massive. Now, when you look at some things, you realize that, let's say the old idea was to have your loved one going into an assisted living facility, you know, some kind of apartment complex where they offer three meals a day and all these things that are going on. Well, the interesting thing there is there's only 1.7 million beds. There is no way, shape or form, even if we threw all the money we had at it today and we started building everything we could, there's just not going to be enough places to put our loved ones. So what do we do? Well, you have this whole industry called aging in place. And that's where this space lives. With that said, why can't we leverage technology to know how our loved ones are doing? Well, you have to understand from a psychological standpoint, how many times has it happened to you where you call up mom or dad or grandma and say, hey, how are you doing? And what are they always going to say? They're doing fine. Everything's fine, fine right? I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you fa- how are you feeling today? I'm good. Anything happen? It's like talking to your kids, right? It's like, what did you do at school today? Uh, nothing. Right? It's that same conversation we're having, except with our parents. Well, that doesn't work for me. And what I mean by that is, okay, I understand they want their independence, and they're also technologically adverse. Now, it's a very interesting concept, so. When you're talking about grandma who's 93 years old, yes, she has a smartphone, she has an iPad, she has a computer. But once you understand how they leverage technology, they're leveraging that technology for a specific use, i.e. Facebook, to see their grandchildren. Ask them to download an app or do anything else, forget it, they're dead in the water. So they're technologically adverse. They don't want a camera in their apartment. They don't want you spying on them. Trust me, I tried it. First thing I put into dad's uh, uh, house and it got covered with a dish towel. Now, I guess I could take GoPro and strap it onto the dog, but that's probably a different conversation. Could be a lot of fun though. Like that said, all I want to know is, right, that little dog just running all over the place. Really, I mean, what do we want to know? We want the basic insights, right? If I know, Imagine this, through an app, I could be sitting at my desk, and I know Dad got up, walking around, uh, opened up the fridge, made his coffee, he's sitting in front of the boob tube. Great. Think of how much less stress I have now. Things are good. I can get on with my life. It's amazing what you can do with technology, and it's amazing nobody has done this yet. Nobody has done it in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. And so let's talk about that because, so what, what is a good way? What, what's a way that, that the technology averse, like your dad, my mom, all of our parents, um, no offense to those who <laughs> don't like that, but you know, it, it, it is a generational thing. Um, so how, how do how are you getting past that? So, and, and part of me, if I get onto my soapbox, up until now, technology has been very gadgetry. You know, remember the days of us talking about TVs and surround sound and, and a receiver that has seven channels and then 150 watts a channel and blah, 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 HDR, DTX, Dolby. Nobody cares. I'm sorry, guys. Nobody cares. You know what people care about? People care about the experience. What's in it for me? How is it going to improve my life? That same philosophy holds true when we're talking about our aging community. Envision somebody working at Prudential, Google, Facebook, whatever it is. And they're sitting there in their commu- in their cubicle and all they're thinking about is how their loved one is doing. They just want to know, did they get up? Are they moving around? Are they doing these basic things? So giving them the ability to look at their phone and know that everything's okay, you've just reduced their stress level down so low that they can focus on their job. Now, with that said, up until now, it's all been gadgetry. It's been us thinking the old smart home lingo. It's been well, I'll, I'll take care of that. I'll put a couple of cameras in grandma's house. I'll put a front uh, doorbell video intercom. I will put in a, a Nest thermostat and I'll put in blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? Grandma doesn't want that. Did you know a couple of interesting points again? I mean, Alexa is a great product. So is Google uh, Home. There's a lot of great products out there like Josh AI. 
But did you know that when you're an older person, the female voice is actually harder to hear and articulate? So it's harder for them to understand what Alexa is saying. And since Alexa doesn't have the ability to change their voice from female to male, that's a big limiting factor. These are the kind of things that we're talking about, right? We're talking about on one hand, there's certain things that can make our lives easier as we uh, age. In other words, safety and security. So yes, that's when, let's say, a video doorbell would work great for my grandmother because she can sit on her iPad. And now you have safety and security of keeping that door closed. And if somebody comes up to it, could be Amazon dropping a package. Boom. She's got a picture. She knows. Because remember, she's getting a little older. She's having a little harder time to get around. Maybe she's using a walker or a cane. And it could literally take her five minutes to go 50 feet from her favorite sitting position to open up that front door. Now, giving her that ability to see what's on the other side of that door and to have that two-way communication, say, oh, UPS, just leave it there. Or if she doesn't know who the person is, can I help you? That's a big deal. That's how we're talking about technology is changing the lives of our elderly, but we have to do it right. They don't need a bunch of gadgets. They need a solution to their problem. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So, and the solution. So let's, let's dive into that. Um, In my head, I'm imagining imagining we probably have some sensors going on. I'm uh, I'm imagining we probably have some products that um, provide data uh, or analysis or, or or just a a monitoring. Um, And I'm assuming there's some sort of an app. You've mentioned an app on the phone. So stitch that all together for me, maybe put it into a little bit of context now, you know, really good foundation. Um, So now, you know, so let's just imagine I'm that, I'm that caregiver and I've called you and, you know, my, my situation is, is this, um, mom lives independently. She's fallen a lot in the last year, but we're a little worried that if that she may need to move into, um, some sort of a structured facility and the family plan really is to keep her um, living at home. There's the setup. Um, yeah. yeah, So So I'm going to talk to you on two sides of the coin. So we're going to talk about the geeky side first. Yep. We're using sensors, we're using big data, we're using machine learning, and we're using yes. artificial intelligence. Yes. Yeah, we're using all the cool stuff. And guess what? The caregiver out there, unless it's Katie, <laughs> the normal people, unlike us, they don't care. You know what they care about? They care that their mom is, somebody's got their mom's back. They care that there's some kind of proactive fall detection. So. Let me stitch it together for you. Let's think about a couple of things. We already talked about the daily activities. We talked about mom getting up and moving around, and and you got that big green check mark that says mom's okay. And obviously, we're facilitating this from a bunch of sensors that are non-obtrusive. They're not cameras. They're in the house. And we're looking at certain things from obviously going into the bathroom. I don't care what mom does in the bathroom. All I want to know is habits. She goes into the bathroom three times at night, five times during the day. She goes into the bathroom and takes a shower every other day, you know, because there's issues. We want to make sure that she's going to the bathroom enough. We want to make sure that's referenced to how many times she's opening up the refrigerator. And we want to make sure that she's keeping with good hygiene and taking showers. Again, these are all the basic insights that we need that, quite frankly, if you understand the psychology of baby boomers are the greatest generation. It was all about working hard, getting married, buying your house, having a family, raising that family in that house. And never, ever, ever are you going to be a burden to anybody else, which is why every time you talk to your loved one and they say, and you say, Hey, how are you doing? They're always going to say, I'm fine. So if you understand that psychology, now we can start working with it and say, okay, well, mom, maybe she needs a little help. So Let's say it's something like this, two o'clock in the morning, and we know overnight, grandma gets up, let's say on average, three times a night, and she goes to the bathroom. Okay, that's still a green check mark. We know that grandma is fine, she's doing her normal habits, and life is good. Well, let's say grandma got up last night at two o'clock, she went to the bathroom, but she didn't go back into bed. Now, number one, it could be a fall, and we have fall detection built in there, and this is where those predictive algorithms and those, the AI comes in. But let's say she actually went uh, into the living room. She opened up the fridge. She turned on the boob tube. And she sat down there. Mm, okay, well, maybe it's a one-off. I'm not really going to worry about that. But I'm going to give you a yellow check mark to say, just in case, for your information. 
let's say she does that two or three days in a row. What could that be? Well, that's where we start pulling CDC data and we say, you know what, that could be 924, or your circadian rhythms are off. Now you can have that conversation with mom or grandma and say, hey, listen, so I saw that you've been up a couple of days. Uh, what's going on? Eh, maybe she's had a bad stomach. That'll happen one day, but not three days in a row. So again, giving you the insight so you can facilitate those conversations. Let's take another idea. Let's say, let's say we have mom who is doing pretty good, but we've noticed that, nah, you know, she now takes five medicines and, you know, she might be a little bit forgetful, could be on early on stage dementia. So now I want to know all the basics. She's getting up and she's moving around. I want to know what her overnight activities are. We could also see if mom is opening up her specific medicine. So maybe she takes five different medicines and there's a couple that she takes at night and a couple that she takes in the morning. And maybe there's one that she has to take at one o'clock. Well, that's great. And we'll be able to give you those insights of whether or not she opened it. Now, here's where I'm going to blow your mind. And we start talking about voice. So in the linear world, in the typical world that's out there, we think of voice and Alexa and we think of putting Alexa in there and having her do some cool little scripts or gadgets. Yeah, great. That doesn't help grandma or mom or you. Imagine this. Imagine if mom wakes up, she goes to the bathroom, she goes into the kitchen, she takes her meds, and Alexa goes, good morning, Mary. How are you doing? Mm. I'm fine. Don't forget, take your med at one o'clock. Okay. And then she doesn't take it. And then Alexa then nudges her again. Uh, Mary, don't forget to take your medicine. Mary, why didn't you take your medicine? Now, there's going to be a bunch of insights there because this is where you start getting that tactical or that voice feedback where I'm getting more insights because Mary might say, oh, I forgot. And then you can start tracking. Yeah, it might be a dementia thing coming on. Something's going on there. Or Mary could be like, I hate taking that medicine. It always makes me feel sick to my stomach. Those are insights you're not going to normally get when you're asking mom or your loved one what's going on, right? And those are the kind of things that we're stitching together. Imagine a world that you could have an Alexa dot in your bathroom and you could be brushing your teeth and doing your stuff and be like, Alexa, how's mom doing? And Alexa says, oh, she's doing fine. She went to sleep at 8.39 last night. She was only up twice to go to the bathroom and she woke up this morning at 6.36. She's already made her coffee and she's sitting in front of the TV. Great. That's wonderful. I didn't even have to open up the app. That's the kind of stuff that we're talking about today. And that's where we're leveraging the best smart technology, whether it's smart bottle caps, whether it's voice control, whether it's wearables, all these wonderful technologies to actually help you, the caregiver, keep an eye on your loved one. That is, that is so, so, so cool. I, you know, in my particular situation is that it was similar to the scenario that I had you speak to with the setup. Unfortunately, we're on the other side of that. Um, and, and, uh, and bringing, so yeah, that. yeah I, well, I, I am as well, but, um, everything happens for a reason. And though I don't, I, I don't want to suggest that, you know, uh, her situation got worse so that you and I could have this conversation. However, um, her situation is the reason we're having this conversation. So now let me stitch to the other side of it. So my setup was we were worried because she started to have more falls and we wanted her to be able to stay in place. Um, and we were, and we, she lived in a, um, uh, front porch community. So progressive levels of care from fully independent down to, um, you know, full, 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 full time. We were trying to keep her out of that, that next tier, which gets really expensive boys and girls. Um, and it also becomes yes, it much, much more invasive. And she's of that era and that generation. She is definitely a clamper down or she will not get an ounce of information out of this woman. She's <laughs> fine. She's yeah. fine. Everything's fine. And the problem is, is that we take her to doctor's appointments and they would ask the same thing and the clamper down or it's, it's worse. It, they won't even open yeah. up the medical community. So this is where, so now, so now her situation, um, she continued to fall, um, had a broken hip that got worse. Um, she's now immobilized and, and in a group group home, which is great. It's a perfect place for her to be. Yeah. But here's my scenario is in order for me to know how my mom is doing, I have to call a home who has five residents on two different floors, 10 total. I, 
good luck trying to get any information about exactly how my mom is doing on any given day. And, and I'm challenged with that. I don't want to stress that caregiver by me asking or inquiring or being too invasive. So now, you know, you telling me this story, and obviously as we we talked in the information you shared before I actually started recording, but you know, this is why I say it's near and dear to my heart, but I'm sharing this because I know I'm not the only one. And in my peer group alone, everybody in my peer group has an aging parent or has an aging parent scenario somewhere in their family and they all have the same problem. So, you know, guys and gals, we're in tech. We're, <laughs> this is our world. Yeah. And Ryan's here to tell you that, that he's got really compelling solutions that otherwise don't exist. And by really compelling, I say actually functional. <laughs> and this is, this is, yeah. this is, this is sort of next level. And it's one of those things on the, on our side of the world, where I Kind of, you know, it's like facepalm moment, you know, where it's like, gosh, you know, we've had this at our fingertips. Um, and so, you know, I commend you on bringing it, bringing it all together. Um, so where are you at on all yeah, this? Yeah. this? Are we, at, are we at, so, like pre-launch? Are we fundraising or are we, are we hitting the ground? We, uh, yes. Yes. We're doing all of it. So, of it. uh, when we're talking about startup, right, the problem that we're solving for is to lower your success and give you insights for the one that you love. Now, there was a bunch of things that you just talked about, and I actually want to make a couple of points and unpack a couple of things. So. Let's start. Let's go back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. What you're talking about. Some of the audience might not understand this. And I never understood this until I got into this industry. So there are places they're called CCRCs. And what they have is you go in under independent living. So think of like cottages and apartments and stuff like that. From independent, you go to assisted living. From assisted living, you go into a nursing home. Um, Some of those CCRCs also have a rehab center. So when your loved one falls and breaks something, they can get fixed up and boom, get taken care of. One of my pet peeves in the industry, huge pet peeve is, so we have the scenario where mom is aging in place. So she's in her typical home, town home, condo, apartment, anywhere USA. Okay, that's great. She doesn't even have to be next to you. She could be in, you know, you're in Colorado. She could be in Florida or New Jersey and you still get the insights. But there's a certain presumption, right? So when we put our loved one into, let's say, an assisted living facility or independent living facility, in the Northeast, the average cost is $6,500 a month. So think about that. We're going to burn through 70 grand plus a year to put mom into an independent living. Now, the presumption is, is, well, there's nurses and there's people and there's all, every mom is fine. Well... When you understand the business model, the reality is it's, it's, it's just an apartment building with some amenities, and they're paying a lot for it. You still have no insight. They're not going in there to look at mom. It's, they're not doing the nursing home thing. Mom is still living independent. When we talk about assisted living, we have a couple more assets. Mom needs a little more help, and maybe they get the I've fallen and I can't get up pendant. The thing that is amazing to me is within the industry, you see, you literally see a lack of technology. Literally in these places, you see the pull string in the bedroom and the bathroom. So I mean, the same so thing true. that you see when you go into the uh, uh, hospital. I mean, really? And then the evolution of the pull string, which is a pull string with a freaking button. And then the evolution of that, which is I've fallen and I can't get out, some kind of wearable. The amazing thing is how they're trying to leverage this technology, sort of, kind of, to do what I'm doing. So I have this conversation with a local um, assisted living facility and we're talking about what they're doing and what their needs are and we can absolutely solve their problem. And we're walking down the path of the daily life of one of their residents and they have a wearable, which is a pendant. And what they require them to do is when they get up, they want them to push the pendant. And then when they go to bed, they want them to push the pendant. And I'm like, you're kidding, right? That's never going to work. So, That's never going to work. Well, the <laughs> number one, That's let's so face it. Mom's not wearing the pendant. The pendant's not charged up. And she's not wearing them overnight. She better not be wearing it overnight. God forbid she, you know, there could be a choking hazard there, which means she's not wearing it when she goes to the bathroom overnight. Most falls happen in the bedroom and the bathroom. So the most important times that she needs something, she doesn't have it. So whatever's in there has to be passive. The other great thing where we're understanding the market and we've built a product to provide a solution in the real world is we don't require any interfacing between your loved one and the stuff. She just has to live. 
Don't change her habits. Don't make her wear anything. Don't make her yell out. Just make her live her life. And from that, we have her back. So if something happens, the nurse's uh, station knows, and boom, they can be in there and take care of it. Because as we're going down this path, there's so many things that we learn. We learn things like when something happens in an assisted living facility, yes, they're nurses, but that doesn't mean they're given medical treatment. What it means is if an event happens, if they find that somebody has falling in their apartment, let's say, they call 911, then your early responders come over. Now, it's amazing the lack of information because what an early responder needs, if they come there at two or three o'clock in the morning and they go into apartment 301 and they find Mary and Mary has been down there and it looks like she broke something, they're going to start asking Mary questions, questions that Mary can't answer. Where did this happen? How long ago did it happen? Are you look dehydrated? Like all of these informational things. So imagine a world where we can actually answer those questions. And if an event happens, Within a matter of minutes, we'll know that the event happens instead of finding out that Mary hasn't shown up for breakfast. And then now it's nine o'clock. Somebody knocks on Mary's door only to find out that Mary is laying in her living room because she fell and she broke something. And it's been X hours. Nobody knew about it. I mean, that is incredible game changing information for both the staff, the parents, the, the caregivers, as well as the early responders. Like they need to know these kind of things. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about game changing, life altering technology. We're here to change the world. And, and don't, don't cringe. There were a couple of, of buzzwords in there and uh, uh, game changing. Yes, we've heard it. We kind of, we, we all want to hate that word, but this is, this yeah, is game, nope, this is game changing and it is life altering. Um, and uh, from where I sit, it's for, it's both sides of the table that it's life altering. It's all life altering for the caregiver, but also for um, the the person who's who's in need of care. And it's not just it's not just an aging thing. I mean, it's it's very easy to focus on that group, and that given the size and those numbers that you were throwing around, oh my goodness. Um, but you know, I mean, it's okay. it's, it's a it's merely a matter of care, and whoever uh, you know, whoever that person is, whatever stage of life they are, that where they need care, having the ability to really micro monitor without being intrusive. Yeah. That's the thing that I think is, is right. really, really fascinating. You know, and it is using big data and it is using AI and it is using, you know, a lot of analytics, but it's all being done behind the scenes in a very unobtrusive way. And one of the things that you said that really, yeah, sorry. And one of the things that you, that you commented on and, and that it really captured me was you can't change the routine. And that is true yeah. that, you know, with, with my mom, um, with my in-laws, with, you know, that's, that's, yeah. amazing. and I think, you know, for those of us that, that work in this technology space, you know, our family just kind of comes to rely on us for being the, the, the answer to all technology questions. But, you know, until you get to your parents or grandparents and then it's like, don't even yeah. don't have questions yeah. because I don't want it and I don't really care. But, and, and we want so desperately to have it part of their lives so that, you know, we can make, we can enrich and make their lives better. And, but I think, you know, this, this not altering their routine, but still getting what we need out of it <laughs> on the caregiver side. Yeah. That's, where this, that's where that starts to get really, 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 really fascinating. Uh, yeah. One of the, one of the problems that we have as techies and I'm, I'm not using that word, bad because I'm a techie. I love my tech. I, I do. I love it. I love seeing the new stuff. But what we generally do is we are, we leverage technology looking for a solution. And this is the reverse of that. It is a solution that leverages technology to provide that solution. So it's, what is the problem that you're solving for? It's not, I have a video doorbell and, oh, grandma can use it because she's old. No, 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 no. It's grandma's sitting there. She has a hard time getting up and getting down and getting to the door when somebody knocks a door. Or as a grandson, I'm knocking on the door and she can't even hear me because she doesn't put her hearing aids in. If I can have a video door intercom, now I can push that because I know that she's always on her smartphone or iPad. And boom, now I know grandma knows that I'm here. Right. That's the difference. There's a big, big difference. And then when we're talking about people, here's some amazing stats that, that will blow you away. Did you know 40 million millennials are caregivers as well? I mean, these are kids that are forced into taking care of their loved ones because their loved ones are getting older. Or the generation X, Y, my generation, I'm 47 years old, we're called the sandwich generation. Do you know why? Any clue why we're called the sandwich generation? Not because you like sandwiches. we have kids. Oh, I love sandwiches. But because... 
I am a caregiver to my father, who is 73, and I have three kids, 11, 7, and 8, and all boys. So I'm right in the middle of the sandwich, and I'm taking care of both sides. And here's another wonderful statistic. Out of all the caregivers out there, 72% happen to be female. So think about that. If you're a female and you want to be professional or you want to be married or you want to have kids or you want to do all of that, God bless you, then on top of that, you have to be stressed out to amazing levels knowing how is your loved one doing. So if we can do our little part and reduce some of that stress to give you the insights, and in your situation, if a product like this existed several years ago before your loved one had her first fall. And we could say, you know what? Ah, there's been a change in gait, how she's walking around. She's, she's walking around slower. She's walking around faster. The, you can start making better decisions for your loved one. Because guess what? When an event happens, her going into that emergency room, a typical emergency room is 7,500 bucks. So when we're talking to, again, I'm using lingo from the industry, the payer system, which are a fancy word for insurance companies, when we're talking to Horizon Blue Cross Blue Shield or Edna, they are very interested now in technology or leveraging technology to be forward thinking. They want to be ahead of the curve. They also are looking into ways to keep people home longer because guess what? At 6500 bucks a month for an independent living, and then you go into assisted living, which goes up to eight grand a month, and then you go into nursing home, which is topping $10,000 a month. Their philosophy is if they throw everything at you to keep mom in her home and literally have visiting angels, visiting doctors, visiting nurses, a local ER, like literally give you everything you need in your own home and even put money into your home to put a stair lamp or to put in the bars or out of your bathroom or put that ramp in the front, they're still ahead by 50%. Those are the statistics in the industry. So you are going to see massive trends over the next five to 10 years of assisted living, aging in place. You're going to see all these lingo and keywords popping out all over the place. Yeah. And we, we really actually are. And, and uh, there's another one that has come up on, on this show on the Connecting Tech and Design as well, which is living in place. Um, and, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, and it just comes to, to kind of prove the point that there's, you know, multi, multiple organizations um, and ways of approaching this, but it, just the sheer size of, uh, of, of the caregiver community as well as the, those in need of care. Um, I'm sure there's a term for that. I don't have a term. Absolutely. Yep. Um, you know, but this is, this, is a, this is a really big deal. And so kind of bringing this home for, um, for our audience, uh, who AB integration community, um, you know, technology professionals, this, there's two sides of this coin for, for you guys and gals. There's one of services that you can in turn provide to your clients. Um, and this is also something that on a personal level, um, this very well may be hitting home for you too, or those on your staff. And so, you know, there's kind of a, a dual reason to lean in on this conversation. Um, opportunity for you as, as a business owner, opportunity for you as, um, as a family member. So, you know, and I think that's, that's probably what really kind of uh, energized me, Ryan, about, about this, the potential of this conversation <laughs> with you, you know, because it, it really does sort of appeal to both, um, to both of those, those primary senses there, but absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to, I guess, uh, you know, a little bit for the, for the trade side of it. So, um, you know, how does if somebody listening to the show now you've, you've completely piqued their interest. Um, uh, <laughs> what next, <laughs> where do they go? What next? Well, yeah. To kind of, kind of go back to one of your questions that you uh, ended with, which is, so where are we? Are we on market, pilot, uh, launch, all that kind of stuff? What we are looking for right now, the DNA of the company, we have gone through the um, minimally viable products. We've gone through pilots. We're actually working with United Way and the Veterans Administration and uh, Health and Human Services, as well as a couple of uh, private um, CCRCs and um, in-home providers. So what we are looking for is we're looking for partners on that side, whether it's rehab centers or assisted living and independent living facilities. On the, if we're talking about the integrator side, we're looking for partners that are going to be resellers. So you might have uh, maybe some assisted living facilities that you're doing some technology for. They all need computer systems. They all need TVs, cameras, and whatnot. Um, this could be something that could be a value add that's going to make you uh, go above and beyond. Uh, everybody else that's in your neck of the woods, let's say. On the other side, we are actually what's called raising money. 
So we are through seed. We are going for Series A. So if we have anybody that's interested in investing, they can always contact me. And um, other than that, we are going into markets. So you can find uh, more information at caregiversmartsolutions.com. And uh, any interested parties can call me directly. I would love to have that conversation with you because, listen, Katie, I need your help to change the world. <laughs> Sounds like you've done this pitch already once or twice, Ryan. <laughs> Put me on stage, baby. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and which is where you often are. Uh, yeah, that's. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, I mean, this really is a, this is a fascinating, a fascinating concept. And as I said before, you know, I, I commend you. Um, uh, but you know, just from a, thank you. Yeah, yeah. But man, from a, a needs perspective, it's. But it's also just really cool. You know, I always I love part of the reason I launched the show was was to kind of learn more about um, what people are doing with technology inside of our industry and how that's enriching the lives of people in and outside of it. So this one's especially cool because, you know, you've you've got something um, that's sort of catering to to, to the industry as uh, as well as the individuals in the industry. So you have your, you have your tech side, but at the other end, it's, it's very personal. It's personal for all of us, right? That's why I got into this because of my father. This is why we're talking because of your loved one. I mean, it's, it's personal. And how can we fix this problem? This problem is going to exist, but why can't we make it exist a little bit better? There's yeah. no reason. Yeah, yeah. You know, and one of the things that you talked about um, early on and that I had kind of forgotten to, to jump on a little bit, but was, just, you know, the, the voice um, and the fact that, you know, you say that as, as we get older, the women's voice is, is harder to detect. I, you know, I, I think my yeah. dad probably would say that was true even when he was a kid. He just couldn't hear his mom. Um, weird, weird. Just couldn't hear her voice. Uh, but, you know, I think that's... <laughs> amazing <laughs> how that happened. Isn't it amazing <laughs> how that happened? I, I could never not hear her voice. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> as, as voice is becoming such a big part of our world and in the AV trade, but also, you know, on, on the mainstream as consumers... Uh, it, understanding that there are sort of those inherent challenges um, and as technology yeah. professionals understanding which systems will allow you to change that. Um, for instance, you know, I know Alex Capasalaggio very well over at Josh. I've been down to their Denver office. He showed yeah, me. Yeah, he's a great guy. Oh, amazing. Um, and he showed me how easy it is uh, to program a Josh system and even when yeah. it's hard, as to change the voice. And I thought it was really cool because, like, you know, he kind of chuckled and he said, so, you know, check this out. This is pretty fun. So do 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 did his little magic fingers on the, on the keypad. And then he asked Josh, who previously was speaking in a man's voice, and, and he asked Josh to uh, – give us the temperature in New Delhi uh, to put on a Bollywood program and to uh, do something with the shades, raise or lower, right? So he didn't tell me what he had done, but all of a sudden in a woman Indian's voice, I heard the temperature in New, in New Delhi and I saw Bollywood <laughs> come on the screen and the shades drop. And it was just, you know, it was, it was, it was just yeah. how quickly a system can be altered to accommodate the needs of the environment and whether that's a real physical need or just, you know, need to entertain or be different, um, you know, or maybe to cater to the need of, of whoever's in the room. And, you know, so I, that's kind of an entertainment factor, but now bringing that in is imagine how powerful that is in that scenario when you were talking about it is if this, if oh, yeah. enrich your loved one's life simply by changing the voice of, and they're already using yeah. a system and you just change it so they can hear it better. I mean, like those are the things as technology lovers, technology professionals, that it's the little things that really make the big differences. And sometimes the little things are so much more smaller than we kind of consider on a regular basis, you know? And that's... Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite guys in the world, I got to say, is Alex, Josh AI, you know, because he gets it from natural linguistics programming to, and I've said this before, you know, I saw it at CES and I saw it at the Builder Show where Josh AI hooked up with Thermidor. And, uh, you know, they had voice control off of a, over a cappuccino machine. And I said that it should be the part of the new American home. It should be standard in every single home from now on. I would love that. Probably put Starbucks out of business. But, uh, hey, Josh, I, I love you. <laughs> the other thing is, when we're talking about voice, that's one of the things, right? So Alex looks at voice differently than everybody else in the industry. And the same thing when we're talking about our loved ones, right? So we have to look at voice totally different than what you and I know about it. We need to look at voice for the elderly from a nudging aspect, um, right? So you have the reminders from a socialization aspect, uh, somebody to talk to. And from a, I want to say psychological aspect, because I don't have a better word, but basically gauging 
how they're feeling. And based on their responses, we can start getting a good idea if we have any depression. Or like I said before, if mom's not taking her medicine, um, it's a big deal to know if she's not taking her medicine because she's simply forgetting or if it's because it's making her stomach feel, you know, all wonky. That's important information. And that's how you leverage voice the right way for our loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it really is a good point. You know, it's, we, we think of, I think more often than not voices, uh, integrated into a project more for entertainment purposes, um, whether it's just, you know, yeah. the entertainment of being able to order something by, by, by speaking it, um, or, you know, the entertainment, sort of the, the enriched home entertainment experience of being able to have um, commands conveyed and, and experiences delivered. Um, but there's a whole, hundred oh, percent. Yeah. But there's a whole nother side of that coin. And, you know, this is for as, as integration professionals, you know, this is where, you know, per, Perk your ears up because there's when you start thinking about how to improve the life of, of those within the residence and how the voice system can be uh, modified to best accommodate those needs. I, that's right. you know that's that is a revenue stream. Let's just let's just go there for a second. It's a revenue stream. And, and, yeah, but, but also, it's also game changing. It's game changing. Yep. Game changing. Um, yep, yep, and it's and it's needed. So it's kind of one of those conversations where you know yes. There is a cost to it, and there is a, a revenue stream. But think of what that what the enrichment factor is, and you know, uh, choose how much you want to get into it accordingly, of course. But you know, understand that there is a very real need, and that what Ryan, I think, correct me if you're wrong, but really what you're saying here is not only is, not only is the is there a need, but it's a critical need, and we really need the professional integration community to understand it and and to start to become more open to becoming a part of that ecosystem, uh, right? And I think it's also, I don't want to say a change of a thought process, but listen, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again, 29 years in a smart home industry, we're the smartest guys in the world. The guys who are the CDA professionals, who are the AV professionals, who are the integration professionals, we know a lot about so many subsystems. We understand about electrical, we understand about plumbing, we understand obviously about data, we understand about speakers and AV and TVs. Look at all these disciplines that we work with on a daily basis. When we're talking about healthcare or health tech, it's a little bit different. So the biggest difference between smart home and health tech, what we've been talking about is smart home, hey, it's fun. It's fun to be able to push a button and have Jimmy Buffett go on and, of course, have the Yankees because, say, I'm a New Yorker. Come on, give me a break here. But you have them gone all, all over the TVs and you have your lights go down and you're drinking your Merlot and you're back by the pool. I mean, that's just awesome. But over here, when we're talking about our loved one, we're talking about something that's critically needed. So the biggest difference between smart home as we know it and health tech is smart home is a want and health tech is a need. That's a big, big difference. Big, big difference. And I love the way that you break it down between want and need. Um, we tend to do that around, around KMB land and, uh, and the, the McGrennett household, as we call it, the, the combined household of McGregor and Bennett, um, you know, the <laughs> want versus need. That's how we make decisions. You know, it's like, is that a want or is that a need? Um, but, you know, I, I say that jokingly, but, you know, that's, it's a really good way of kind of, of looking at sure. helping determine the priority, the, the real needed priority of something, want versus need. Um, that's funny that you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, well, I think, and we need to think a little differently, right? So. Yep. A couple of other conversations that we've had coming back from CES this year and Builder Show is this is the first year I've seen where technology is finally getting to the point where it's less gadgety and it's starting to stitch things together and actually help me as a human. Because at the end of the day, again, what we have to think about from the industry is think about not the stuff. I, I, people don't care about the DTS or the Dolby X. And listen, Dolby and DTS, I love you guys. You're my fave. I don't mean anything uh, derogatory. I don't mean to knock you. People do but the reality is, is what the consumer wants. <laughs> the consumer wants awesome surround sound. They want that experience. They want the experience in their households. They want you to make their life easier. In my house, I've said it before, it's absolute chaos. I've got three kids, two dogs, a wonderful wife, and we're always running all over the place. So to have that one button and have control for it, be able to turn my whole house off as they're walking out the door, could be for five minutes or five hours, you know, for me, that's huge. But we need to start thinking about smart tech and solutions based, not the stuff. Yeah. That makes sense? 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it absolutely does. And it rolls up nicely into a term that we're hearing more and more in the industry, uh, wellness. Uh, and you're going to hear a lot, yeah. you're going to hear a lot about wellness in the wellness category, particularly as we get closer to CDA Expo. Um, 100%. Yeah, 100%. And they're uh, one of the one of the most prolific writers in the industry, a uh, gal named Julie Jacobson. Ryan, you know her well. I do as well. Um, <laughs> I've heard of her. You've, you've heard of her. You've heard of her if you're in the smart home world or IoT. Julie uh, was the co-founder of a magazine called CE Pro, which caters to the to the trade side of the residential um, AV industry. And Julie has gotten very, very, very involved in wellness and also with something called biophilia. Um, look it up. Yeah. H-I-L-I-A, completely different concept mm-hmm. from what we're talking about here today. But because she's gotten so involved in wellness and so excited about it, it has now become one of the probably the more uh, talked about topics in the in the industry right now and closer to expo we're going to see a lot more about it um so you know i think just from an industry position um wellness as a category or you know wellness technology is definitely coming to the forefront so you know what what ryan's offering here with caregiver smart solutions is really you know the tip of the iceberg for what we're going to be seeing more and more up here over the next few months and definitely over the next few years a lot of major brands are starting to get into this space um you know and i think that's it's that's an indicator of of the crisis and the potential well and you're starting to see that change you're starting to see the change from gadgetry to actually solutions-based. So we talked about the health tech, but when we talk about the wellness, you know, we're talking about, yes, okay, a colored controlled lighting or tunable lighting. Well, that's circadian rhythm kind of thing. And that works on people from you and me to people that have issues. Or you talk about uh, air quality in the home. There's a product out there called Air NOS. Again, knowing how, what kind of quality you have in your house. When we're talking about people with asthma, when we're talking about people that have young kids, this is important stuff, right? So that's what we're talking about wellness, not just in the wearable Garmin watch and your running kind of stuff. It's, it's the everyday, it's the living experience. It's the, the ability to have Caller Connect and Alexa be able to flush your toilet. So it might sound a little hokey, but to my 93-year-old grandmother who has a hard time getting up and getting down and using a walker, guess what? To be able to say, Alexa, flush the toilet, that's game-changing. So we're starting to see where smart technology is now making differences in our lives, whether it's through wellness, health and wellness, whether it's through aging in place, or who knows what's going to come next. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've mentioned a couple of times on this show uh, how uh, products, technologies that you saw out at CES, and then as well as products and technologies you saw out at the Builder Show. Um, quick plug for my for my other shows, which I can do, uh, it, you are, you were on with me talking about CES and again uh, for the Builder Show. So to, to hear more about what Ryan was alluding to earlier um, or just kind of step back a few months and see what new technologies and products were um, sort of trending and, and considered hits at either of those two shows, take a look mm-hmm. at uh, AB Trade Talk and Connecting Tech and Design. You'll see episodes there that are talking about uh, CES and IBS, which is the Builder Show, or KBIS, which is the Kitchen and Bath Show. Those are co-located together. Um, sorry, little little plug there, but I uh, just want to make sure that audience. Well, absolutely. Yeah, but you had done a really good deep dive on on coming out of CES and the Builder Show too, um, and and had touched upon a lot of these connected, um, connected technologies, uh, particularly in the bathroom, uh, Color Connect. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that, the smart toilet has gotten a lot of conversation on my podcast this year. And it's, it's funny because originally there was, there was a lot of chuckling around it. But once we all realized how real it is and how important really that technology is, um, it's, it's, it's an interesting one to talk about. But it really is, well, it's, it's eye-opening. And it's, we'll just leave it at that. Right, it's framing it in the right use case. Exactly. Yep. Yep. You know, it's like, okay, so on one hand, it seems hokey. You know, when I first start talking about, you know, having Alexa flush your toilet, it's like, oh, what do I need that for? Well, there's true use cases that can actually, you know, make a difference. And when we start looking at the world like that to say, again, when you're building a company, you always talk about things like, what is the problem that you're solving for? When you start thinking about that, it starts changing the idea. One of the benefits that I have is spending a lot of time in Silicon Valley or spending a lot of time over at uh, New Jersey Institute of Technology or any of these other incredible schools and areas where the best and the brightest are you start seeing what's behind the curtain. I mean, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing what is going to be coming down the pipe in, in two to five years. It is absolutely going to change everybody's life. And I'm very, again, I'm geeky, so I'm excited. But 
we all have to do our place and caregiver smart solutions is uh my way to change the world or change the world a little bit make it a little bit easier a little less stressful and a little more enjoyable so we can spend more time with the ones that we love i love it I love it. That's a perfect way to, to kind of wind this one down. So I hope that this conversation with Ryan Hurd, founder of Caregiver Smart Solution, has provided you not only some education, but some insight and some ideas as well. Um, I'm sure that uh, I, I'm sure you probably have lots of questions or, or maybe just some things that you would like to sort of resolve in your head about, you know, how, how can you get involved in this wellness space? And, and more importantly is how, how can I reach out to Ryan? So, uh, so Ryan. Jump in there. Uh, how do we find you? Where, where do we learn more about you? And where can, uh, where can we watch some of these videos that you shared with where can my audience? Look at some of the videos you shared with me. Sure. So obviously the uh, website is caregiversmartsolutions.com. You can email me at ryan at caregiversmartsolutions.com. You can call me. Let me just give you my cell, which is 973-945. Five two seven five. You can also follow me on uh, LinkedIn uh, or Twitter on the Twitter sphere or Instagram. It's uh, Ryan underscore Herd underscore USA. You'll see a lot of information for technology as well as caregiver smart solutions as well as the NKBA Technology Insider Program and uh, Cedia. So, if anybody has a question, if anybody has comments, if anybody has anything, I would love to talk to you. All right. So there's all the information about for Ryan and how you can reach out, including his cell number. So I think, you know, when anybody ever comes on a show like this, you know how to get me. I think if you offer your cell number, that's a whole nother level of legitimate. I I am here to help you. Um, So uh, hopefully the bots, hopefully the bots aren't picking up on that and and, uh, robo dialing you (laughs) as we speak. But, (laughs) but Ryan, thank you again so much for taking the time today. I did you, you, you've commented several times about it being chaos in your world. And I know with three kids and, everything else that you've got going on that uh, just <laughs> taking the time that you took today uh, can be challenging. So, uh, you know, once again, I appreciate you taking, taking the time, but more, more importantly is thank you for doing what you're doing. This is uh, uh, again, near and dear to my heart, but you know, this is meaningful. And when technology becomes yeah. meaningful, um, that's, that's really when I think that, um, then that I think you can use the term game changing and feel proud of that. So good. Yeah, on and you. I really appreciate I appreciate the time you gave me. Like I said, this is, uh, this is personal. I yep. think it's personal for all of us. So like I said before, my name is Ryan Hurd. This is Caregiver Smart Solutions. Help us change the world. And I'm Katie McGregor-Bennett, your host of AV Trade Talk. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you again on another episode.